From the headquarters of the Guild of Champions, this is the Chris Terrell Podcast, where we share stories, tips, advice on how to lose all the weight for the last time for the first time. And now in the sixth season, I am taking calls and messages and questions from champions just like you to help you in all phases of your weight loss quest. I am Chris Terrell, your host. If you're new here, I've lost 125 pounds myself after an entire adulthood of chronic yo-yo dieting. Up and down, up and down, up and down. It's like a whole roller coaster thing. I finally got sick and tired of that and decided to stop. Now, if you're looking for theoretical weight loss advice or tips on how to crash diet or advice from someone who's never needed to lose over 100 pounds, well, you're in the wrong place. Here, you're going to find common sense weight loss advice from a daily practitioner of this stuff. Everything I talk about here is intended to help you lose your weight and keep it off for how long? Forever. Forever. What would that be like? What would that be like to lose your weight, all of it, and keep it off forever? To never deal with this battle again? That'd be pretty cool. Hey, if you have a question about weight loss or maintenance and you would like to have your answer or your question answered here on the show, you can fill out the form in the show notes of the podcast. You can just pull up the scroll down there. I know most of you have Apple um, using Apple Podcasts. You can scroll down. There's the notes. There's a link where you can leave me a voicemail or you can just fill out a form and give me a written message. And today, actually, we're going to be taking a, a written message uh, from a listener. And I would love to uh, take questions from you to help you out on your journey. Before I get into the questions, I want to first invite you to come join my free Facebook group. If you're not part of my Facebook group, it is a phenomenal group of people. We are uh, about 4,000 members strong, and you will get incredible support there. I go live there every Monday morning to help you kickstart your week, get your weight loss journey going in the right direction. Uh, every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. For those of you listening or already in the community, if you go ahead and put that in your calendar, that'll go off and I will be there in the Facebook group. Also, if you enjoy the podcast and you have not yet done so, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review and a rating of the podcast in your podcasting app. It helps get the podcast in front of more people. So when people are out there searching for a new podcast to listen to and they type in weight loss and they see mine among the list of all the others and they look at the rating, they see, well, hey, there's a lot of happy listeners. Maybe, just maybe, this podcast might help me. And as I want to help as many people in the world enjoy the benefits of taking control of their body and taking control of their life, getting this in front of more people helps get that mission done and you can help. All right. I... I'm excited about this question. Uh, this is a different question than I've ever been asked here to take on the podcast. And I want to first uh, commend the bravery of the person for even asking this question here like this. Uh, this is from uh, Audrey in Chicago, Illinois. All right. So I'm going to go and read this. It's a little long, but I, I want to read the whole thing. I think this is a, I think this is an excellent, excellent message. And I, I look forward to the conversation on this. Hello, Chris. I first want to say thank you for courageously embracing your story and creating the space and content that you have. Oh, well, you're welcome. I'm glad to be able to help. All right. I come from a possibly unique background than many of your other clientele. I have never been overweight, but struggled for years with bulimia and food addiction. Although some will say engaging in weight control with a history of an eating disorder is controversial, I have found that your approach to weight loss slash weight management has helped me so much in my recovery. I have quite literally listened to every single podcast you've made since February. Your perspective 
on health is quite broad and recognizes the importance of physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being, which I have come to realize is vital for sustainable and enjoyable body transformation. Despite your, your audience being geared towards folks with a slightly different goal, I find that how you describe your journey of shifting deeply ingrained beliefs and how you overcame a habitual-slash-emotion-driven relationship with food with greatly resonates with me. My question is this. How do you toe the line of giving yourself grace, i.e. deciding to take an extra rest day if your body is still sore, treating yourself to an extra calories, and discipline, i.e. making yourself follow through despite not feeling up to it? I find that this can be difficult to navigate, and I often wonder how folks like yourself integrate self-compassion with self-control. Wow, I love that question. I love that. I love this message, and thank you for sending it. You you hit on a couple of things that I think are really important. Uh, so first, I, I want to touch on a couple of things earlier in your message, and then I want to directly address your question at the end of the message. I'm glad that you recognized the underlying message through all of the podcast, which is this is about so much more than tracking calories. I one time had a person come to me recently and say, Chris, I don't think your program and the way you do things is right for me because I can't track calories. I was like, that, that's, not the whole, that's not the whole program. That, that's like a tool. Like, it's just a piece of the puzzle. And I'm glad that you recognize that this is not only is it just about learning about the food, but it's also working on the behavioral elements, the psychological elements shifting belief systems. I think that's vital for everyone to recognize, and I'm so glad that you recognize that. You use the line here, the journey of shifting deeply ingrained beliefs. Wow, that, that's a great way to actually, I would summarize a lot of what weight loss is for many of us, and it certainly was for me, where I believe and see the world differently than I did before. And, and like, as an example, I was just talking about this with a client uh, just in the last 24 hours where we were, I was talking about vacation and sharing that for me before vacationing, food was a top five priority of things I'm going to look at, of what makes it a good vacation, where am I going to go, and when I'm planning the kinds of activities I'm going to do. Food is a top five, always, no matter what. Now food is certainly on the list, but it's not always top five. Sometimes it's not even top on the list at all. Sometimes I travel and food is not, it's just an afterthought. That's just in such contrast to how I see the world from when I did it before. You know, the way I used to see the world, I used to think I'd be the weird person if I wasn't eating when everybody else was. I thought it would be rude. Now I'm like, why would that be rude? Like, that's not rude. I don't have to eat just because other people are eating. You know, old me might have been worried if I were going with other people getting ice cream and I didn't get one and I just sat and visited with everybody. And I'd be so worried that everybody's staring at me and thinking, oh, why aren't you doing it? But now I know like, no, they, they probably don't care. But even taking that a step further, me and my friends, we don't just go get ice cream all the time. Ice cream for me, you know, the way I used to look at it, 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 I always had it in the fridge. Like if it ran out, I went and bought more because ice cream is supposed to be in my freezer because... I'm going to have ice cream several days a week. Now ice cream, like I go buy it when I want it. And it's very rare that I want it. Right now I'm doing some ice cream sandwiches. I'm going on a little kick with those. I get one every so often. But then I'm going to 
I'll, I'll get them and get burned out on them. And I'm going to decide I don't want to have those. I just, I've changed my beliefs and how I see things. The way I saw it before was fine. The way I see it now is fine. But I get different byproducts. I get different results from those. And so shifting your beliefs, that's what's going to give you big transformation in your life is shifting those beliefs, looking at something that you think it just is this way and going, what if it's not? I love the quote from Orson Scott Card. We question all our beliefs except for those we truly believe and those we never think to question. Often, the beliefs that are holding us back are the beliefs that we believe are fact. It's just how the world is. And until you can shift some of those, you might find yourself stuck. And so let's let's talk about your question. So I went ahead and um, I tightened up your question. I can just read it uh, clearly. How do you toe the line of giving yourself grace and discipline? How do you toe the line of giving yourself grace and discipline? I... I didn't prepare, you know, so by the way, everybody, when I take these questions, other than unless I have to pull it up and just quickly glance at it, I don't really prepare for these. I want to give you my right out of brain thoughts as if you and I were sitting down and having a conversation and you sprung this conversation, this question on me. So that's how I'm answering this. There's no notes. I don't have anything in front of me. The only thing I wrote down is I, I thought, well, I'm curious what the definition of grace is. Like I know what I think it is and I went and looked it up. And I came away with three words that there was a lot of definitions of grace, actually. Um, but I came away with three words that I think really summarize how I view the concept of grace. Forgiveness, pardon, and mercy. Forgiveness, pardon, and mercy. Now, when I also sat down, I thought, well, wait, how would I define the word discipline? Because I don't think of myself as disciplined per se, but I people call me disciplined Actually, lately it's happened more than normal, uh, where people have actually said they they would call me disciplined. But I don't I don't think I'm disciplined. Uh, but so as I rarely sat down, I was like, All right, how do I define it? I went and I looked it up, and I was like, well, no, gosh, a lot of these words, these none of these traditional definitions fit my concept of what I think of my version of discipline for me. Um, and if I got to be honest, I think a lot of people have a negative connotation with discipline, you know, thinking like I have to be denying or depriving myself of things. And it's like, I, I don't really operate that way. Um, so I, here we go. Here's an example of how I might describe this to you. So many of you know, if you follow me on my social media, I just recently attempted a 50 mile ultra marathon. I wasn't able to complete it, but I still ran 36 miles. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you now, a part of why I was unable to make it is I took a pretty big hit in my training. I'm going to go into detail uh, when I release the YouTube video, but I had my IT band flare up really bad. And I mentioned this on my social media, so some of y'all might have saw it. Um, the net result to that was is my training took a big hit and I couldn't get the volume in. And, and then when I was starting to get the running back, it hurt. Like it was okay to run with it. Like there was no reason I couldn't run with the pain. It just was incredibly uncomfortable, incredibly painful. As I was training through this, I had to ride the line of letting myself recover, but not backing off so much that I would lose fitness. And there were many runs that I just didn't want to go out and do. I just didn't want to do them. 
and yet I was out there doing them. I think some people would look at you and say, wow, Chris, you're really disciplined. You got yourself out there to go do it. And I was like, eh. But really what I did is I had to play some sort of, I have to play some games with myself to get myself out there. It's a negotiation. Like, I'm, a, I'm allowed to plead both sides of it, but I, my objective is to convince myself to go out and run and enjoy it. That's my objective. But there's a side of me that's just like, mm, fuck that. And, and I got to talk to that side of me. I got to get that side of me to come get on board. And what, what, what I do is I, I didn't exert discipline, but I really only exerted discipline in one thing, which is to ask myself a very simple question. I didn't want to do this run. So all I have to do is ask myself, okay, Terrell, you don't want to do this run. Do you want to run the ultra marathon in a few months? Yeah. Then you need to get out there and train. If you don't, then that means you don't want to run the ultra marathon. It's that simple. I, I just reduced the whole thing down to one simple question. And so a lot of times when I was losing weight and I was going to be tempted to go do something with food, I just had to exert the discipline to tell myself, Terrell, do you want to lose weight or not? Yeah, I do. Okay. Is what you're about to do, is this going to help that happen or make it worse? And I'm like, well, pff, shit, self, why'd you ask me that? I mean, it's, no, it's going to make it worse. Okay, don't do it. You know, but I want to do it. Okay. And see, and then I can start negotiating with myself how I get myself there. So here's the thing. So it starts with that negotiation. But there were certainly times on this training run where the pain was so great that when I asked myself that question of, do you want to go run? My body just hurt. And I knew I was just going to go hurt more. And I was worried that if I pushed too hard, I might not be able to keep going. And so I said, do you want to run the ultra marathon? Yeah. Then why aren't you out there running? Because if you want to run the ultra marathon, you got to get out there running. I'm like, because my leg's hurting. Like, and I'm worried if I push it, it's going to cost me more in the long run because I can't overdo it. I have to recover. And it's about hearing out that side of me and saying, okay, fine. You can rest today. Today you can rest, but tomorrow you got to get back to it or you got to at least pose the question. So a lot of times the thing that really helped me is just making my letting myself off the hook moments just be for the now. Not, I'm, not, I'm not preemptively letting myself off the hook. I'm letting myself the off the hook while I'm in the midst of it. I'm giving myself permission to um, not do something and extend forgiveness to myself. Now, but there's another, there's some more, more aspects of this that I think are, are really important. And one of them is, a, is an underlying philosophy. I'm asking myself to do things that I know are going to put me in situations where I'm going to come up short. Like I know I'm doing that. Like I'm doing it on purpose. Like that's, that's the point because that's how you grow. I, I didn't know that consciously. I started learning that on my weight loss journey that when I challenged myself, when I asked myself to do something just a little bit beyond my current capabilities, I was capable of growing and expanding as a person and then obtaining it. And as long as it was just, I mean, just on the other side of my capabilities, the growth was actually very rewarding and not too hard and it didn't take too long. And so... With this process is going to come failure. And I used to think that yeah, don't fail. Failing's bad. I had a fear of failure, a crippling fear of failure, actually. I wouldn't set off to do things unless I was fairly confident and I wouldn't fail. Like, I didn't have to succeed, but surely can't fail in a blaze of glory. 
And that would sometimes get me paralysis. I wouldn't act until I, my confidence level that it was going to be successful was incredibly high. And the challenge is something really hard like weight loss. You can't predict everything. It's not going to go according to plan. It's only going to take a handful of weeks and your plan's going to stop working. And so I had to start looking at failure entirely differently. I had to stop looking at failure as something to be avoided but instead something to be sought after under control. I want controlled failure. I want to decide when I may fail. You know, the conditions may not be exactly how I want them, you know, and I don't necessarily want to fail, but I need to fail in a way that I can observe myself and I can then do the most important part, which is learn from my failures. So it's not about picking a goal and then never failing. It's about picking a goal that's worth failing for. You need to have a why, a why you're going to do something that's worth enduring some failure to get. Uh, many of you have children that listen. I'm sure as a parent, you've done many things that if you could look back with the benefit of hindsight, you would say that was an error in judgment, maybe even a failure. Like 100% didn't do that right. Definitely could definitely learn my lesson by kid three. I stopped doing this shit. I started to get making it easier on myself, right? But you went through that painful process of learning through trial and error and your mistakes because it was worth it. Becoming a parent and watching your child grow up, it, made, it was worth the effort required. And so if you're going out on a personal growth journey, be it weight loss, be it to create a better relationship with your body, I think in those cases, you've got you've to see that it's worth it to occasionally not get it, to occasionally get it wrong and go, what did I learn here? And to make failure is not a bad thing. And it's not, and I'm not talking about going in intentionally failing. I'm just talking about when you have an error in judgment, you make a decision that with the benefit of hindsight, you would do it differently. But to take, I want to take this one more, now that I've kind of got that out of the way, I want to talk about the forgiveness and the pardon and the mercy, the word behind grace. You asked later in your message, how do I toe the line of giving myself forgiveness and expecting, or sorry, I rephrased it, sorry. How do I toe the line of giving myself forgiveness and expecting discipline? That was my reword of your question. The one that I, I needed to ask myself, how do I toe the line of giving me infinite forgiveness while expecting discipline from myself? It starts with first allowing myself to not be perfect. I don't expect perfection from myself. I know that being perfect is an unattainable goal, so I'm not going to set it. I don't mind if it's an aspirational goal, I guess, you know, those goals you set knowing you'll never get. I, I, I can see some value in that, I suppose. But for me personally, I don't, I don't much care for that. What I do personally is rather than expecting myself to be perfect. I expect myself to be imperfect, but I also expect myself to be continually striving to better my best. Whatever it is I'm able to do, just to strive to do a little bit better. And I want myself to be patient. I don't want myself to take forever and dilly-dally and waste time because life is finite. You know, 
the clock of my life is ticking away and I don't know when the end is coming. So damn it, let's get some progress. But I don't want to rush because, you know, I might not die for 60 years. So I need to like, you know, have the endurance. It's this fine balance of doing something I can sustain, but at a quick enough rate of speed that I'm satisfied with it. And so this is urgency. That's what I'm looking for. I want to be, I want to urgently be working to change myself but being patient in allowing it to take time, being patient in allowing myself to uh, have setbacks, have lapses in judgment, have unexpected obstacles that completely trip me up because I didn't know how to handle it. And I also have come to see that it's very important to become good at the skill of forgiveness. Well, how do you get good at any skill? you practice it. Well, how do you get good at forgiving? You forgive. And the beauty of it is the more you do it, the easier it will get. And you don't have to just forgive yourself. One of the things I, I counsel many people I work with to do is to extend forgiveness. I've talked about it many times on the podcast over the years of forgiveness you must forgive your past self, all of it. Every bit of you up until now, you must extend complete grace to yourself. For some of you, that's a big ask. You've, you've really kind of convinced yourself you've been a terrible person or you've done awful things or you don't deserve to be forgiven. Some of you may be there. Some of you, you've never even really thought about it. Like this is a thought that's never really crossed your mind until right this very moment of, wait, have I, have I ever actually consciously forgiven my past self? I, I don't know if I have. And that one was more me. I had never really considered it before. I don't remember, you know, outside of the context of a religious connotation of asking a higher power for forgiveness, I had never, I had never had someone pose the question to me of forgiving myself. I was told, you know, from my religious upbringing to forgive others, but myself, I hadn't ever done that with. And so with little slip-ups, I was just quite honestly out of practice. I just had very little practice. Now, maybe some of you, you, you know, you, maybe your parents taught you about forgiveness and self-forgiveness and you, you learned this. Maybe this is an area you don't struggle with, uh, but I think, I think many of you are like me and like Audrey here and, and have have struggled with this, and it's been a struggle. So practice forgiveness as much as you can. Practice extending forgiveness. And if you can't come up with ways to forgive yourself, or if it's still a challenge to forgive yourself, I still want you to practice forgiveness by forgiving others. Finding those in your life that wrong you and forgiving them as quickly as you can, letting them off the hook and releasing yourself of judgment of them. You know, looking at them going, they're a person, they're a human, they're doing the best they can. And maybe the best they can is sort of shitty right now for me because maybe the best they can is they're a terrible driver and they just cut me off. You know, maybe I need to give them a little grace. And, and I'll, give an, I'll be honest with y'all, that's a tough one for me. I've been really working on it this last year, uh, road raging, like not getting upset when I drive. Um... It's been interesting to, to do that, to practice it, because it's, it's fascinating how after decades of road raging, how hard it is to sometimes just catch myself and just let it go and just not worry about it. And sometimes I really struggle with it. 
it's just deeply ingrained in me, but it's a wonderful opportunity to practice forgiveness. Something else I've found that's helpful is uh, forgiving people you don't know, forgiving people that see the world differently than you do, forgiving people that see it not like you at all. You know, in this political, not politicalized, polarized, there we go, polarized political climate of at least, you know, the United States, and I don't know where it is in whatever country you may be listening in, but where I'm at, it's a very polarizing place to be right now. Each side is very much against the other side. Each side is convinced they're right and the other side's wrong. And... I'm not going to get into politics and which side is better than the other. That's not, that's not, that's not what this is for. But I want to say one part of this. I found for me it was very helpful to begin forgiving the people I disagree with most. The people that are on the polar opposite of me is to forgive them. Of whatever wrongdoing I believe that they have done in the world to me from their party. Because it, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, I can let it go. I've, I've had to learn and practice forgiving those in my closest life. You know, I've sent letters to people to extend forgiveness. Now, again, forgiveness doesn't mean consequence-free. There's some people I'm still not going to talk to. Um, you know, forgiveness has been extended, but, you know, that bed's been made. We're not, not you're not, not in my life anymore. I, I understand that part, but I don't have to carry it around with me. But I have found the, the, the better I get at forgiving others the easier it gets to forgive myself. And if I can forgive myself for the things of my past, if I can forgive myself from things when I'm younger, if I can forgive my child self that just didn't know any better because he was a kid, when I can forgive my teenage self, all high and mighty thinking he knew how the world worked, I can forgive him because he did the best he knew how. He was just a teenager. When I forgive my 20s for some of the decisions that me and my 20s made that really cost me a good 10 years of of tough times, I mean, and definitely five years of just sheer hell, um, I'd left me, let me off the hook because he did the best he knew how, given the circumstances he was in. He didn't know any better. He was truly trying to do what he believed was best, and he got it wrong, and that's unfortunate. But I just had to let it go because it happened that way. You know, a lot of times in life, we look back with hindsight and go, if I could do it over again, I would. And I do that a lot. But sometimes we can get stuck there. We can get stuck wishing it had been a different way. And just hanging and living in that moment in time and just fantasizing about what life could have been like. And honestly, I just found that that really just isn't very helpful. Maybe for a moment, but then just get out of it. Get out of it and come back to the present. And as you forgive yourself for the big things in the past, all of a sudden, the little things, the little transgressions, the my leg hurts, so I'm not going to run today. It's so much easier to look at myself in the mirror and go, man, self, we're doing the best we know how right now, right? Like I'm giving it everything I got. Like I know I could do better. Maybe tomorrow I can. But right now, today, considering how I feel and where I'm at, I'm giving it what I can, right? And I find as long as I can tell myself yes, as long as I can say, yeah, I'm giving my best, it's so easy to give myself forgiveness and just be like, man, you did the best you knew how. But because I have that guiding underlying philosophy within my heart of I always want to be bettering my best, I always want to be doing more than I did before, because that's there, I have faith in myself of tomorrow that if I let myself off the hook today and give myself a little grace, 
that tomorrow I'm going to be right back on it. Because I have other guiding principles and philosophies that I lean on that guide me through that. And so it's not that I'm disciplined. What it is is I've created a series of philosophies and principles that I live by. And these philosophies and principles guide me through life and help me make my individual decisions. And if I don't like the results I'm getting, I go back to my philosophies and principles and see if I need to change any of them. So it's not about just, okay, now I give myself grace. There are times where sometimes I got to tell myself, Terrell, you're being a pansy. Get up and go. Stop wussing out. Sometimes I have to tell myself that because sometimes when I look myself in the mirror and say, Terrell, you getting everything you got? I'm like, no, not even close. Like, come on. You can do more than this, right, Terrell? Yeah, I can do more than this. We'll do it. If you can do it and you don't want to do it, now you have to do it. It's a saying I say to myself a lot. A couple years ago, I had to say that to myself a whole lot. If you can do it and you don't want to do it, then you got to do it. Because it's in these moments that I get tested that I learned things about myself. But there are those moments where I'm like, you know what, I have given it everything I've had the last week. I am just tired. I just, I need a minute. I need a minute to catch my breath. Maybe literally speaking, maybe metaphorically speaking, I need a moment and then I'm gonna get right back to it. And these philosophies have gotten me through all parts of my life. And I hope that it, maybe they'll help you with yours. You know, this, this question is, is definitely a broader one than just with weight loss. And I appreciate you asking it and giving me the opportunity to speak on this. I, I, I really, really appreciate that one. Um, and I, I do want to speak to you for a moment, if I, if I may, and to anybody else that's struggling with this too. When we talk about dealing with an eating disorder, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to share a little bit of my personal opinions. I think if you're 500 pounds, 400 pounds, 300 pounds, you, you, like me, I had an eating disorder. All right. It's a spectrum. They're not all, it's okay. You know, it's okay. I look at it as somebody else has an eating disorder the other way. We have someone like orthorexia or we have someone like bulimia or anorexia. All right. But there's a, it's a spectrum. All right. It, 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 and we all meet in the middle here and and we are all working through our battles. We're trying to learn how our brain works. We're trying to learn how our mind works, how our body works, how our heart and spirit work, and how all of these things communicate together. And I think that's a big part of what this life journey is about. It's about finding our challenge that for whatever reason life has placed in our path. And then looking within and finding the inner strength to get ourselves through it. Because this is our thing. This is your thing. And we all have a hard thing. We all have a really hard thing. The thing that it would be very easy to look at and say, this is the reason why I won't be successful. We all have one. I didn't used to believe that. I I used to think that only some people had that. I had it, but a lot of other people that were getting everything, they just must not have had a thing. If only I was born without this obstacle, I would have had what I wanted. It was only once I started realizing and recognizing that everyone has a thing that all of a sudden I started to get more hope because I was like, well, if they could, if they had a thing and they overcame it, well, maybe I could too. Maybe I could overcome it also. Why don't I try? Why don't I see what I can do? Let me learn about who I am. 
Let me see what I got inside. All of you that are facing your struggle, whatever it is, you have two ways you could look at this struggle. It could be a curse or it could be a blessing. And I know some people are going to be like, what? My binge eating disorder isn't a blessing. What? It wasn't a blessing to be 290 pounds. Well, allow me to challenge that for just a moment. Have I been able to help you in any way to make a change in your life that you're grateful for? Just one that you can source back to this podcast or to a TikTok. If you're a client, maybe to a session we've had. Well, guess what? If I had never weighed 290 pounds, I never would have needed to lose weight. And if I never needed to lose weight, I would never would have. And I wouldn't have learned everything I'd learned. And I wouldn't have got on TikTok. And I wouldn't start a podcast. And I wouldn't have started coaching. Many good things have come from the fact that I was 290 pounds. That journey back from that place of overcoming the reasons why I gained my weight and going through the also the simultaneous struggle of losing weight taught me a lot about who I was. I'm proud of the person I am now because of that journey I went on. It was a blessing. It was hard. It was unpleasant. It was difficult. A lot of parts of it sucked. But on the grand scheme of things, the net benefit to my life is massive. But it was a benefit because I made it one. For a long time, it was a tragedy. For a long time, it was the thing holding me back. And whatever it is that you're dealing with, I don't know your whole thing. I just want you to know I'm behind you. And I know the rest of us are too. You can do this. And to all of you that are facing your struggle, I'm behind you too. If you are struggling to believe in yourself, borrow my belief in you. I believe down to my core that you are capable of amazing things. I believe down to my core that whatever struggle you're facing, you're capable of overcoming it. I believe that you might not be aware of how to overcome it. I do believe that. I believe that you might have to go study you might have to gain some greater understanding about your situation. You might have to find someone that's going to help you challenge your beliefs and your views of the world and help you see yourself in an entirely new way. I believe that. Something that was I had to go through in the process of becoming a coach that I want to share with you because I think you could do the same thing for you now. This has helped me in my life. As I read something that said, we operate under the belief that all humans are capable, creative individuals, and they're able to solve their own problems. It's not only a belief we hold, it's a stand we've chosen to take. When I heard that, a stand I've chosen to take. You know, there's so many things in life that we, it's hard to know the absolute truth of. It's amazing how many books there are out there that tell you about how the mind works and how we think that, you know, there's a lot that's the same and there's a lot that's not. But one of the things they all say, all the philosophers, all the scientists, all the religious individuals, all of theology, we're capable of incredible things. We're the highest form of creation on this planet. We have 
immense potential locked up within us. And your weight loss journey, your other journey, whatever that journey is, your hard thing, this might be the very conduit that unlocks that potential that has been hidden under the surface that you didn't even know was there. There are so many things about myself I discovered on this journey that I didn't even know were there, didn't even know existed, didn't even know I was looking for them until I found them. Levels of confidence that I didn't know I could have. You could have that. Experiences in the world, places I could take my body, I didn't know I'd ever get to go. I got to run to the top of a thousand foot mountain and then go run a marathon right after. I didn't know I'd ever get to do such a thing. That's crazy. And there's so many more things coming. You've got your things. I don't know what yours are gonna be, but you're gonna find them on the journey. I want you to choose to take a stand that you are a creative individual, that you're capable of solving your own problems. You might need help, you might need guidance, but you can drive it and you can make sure it happens. You can make sure it happens. Okay. Have a great week. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.